Welcome beyond the Reiki Gateway. I'm your host, Andrea Kennedy. Like countless others, Reiki found me when I wasn't even looking, and then it ignited a whole new world of questions. This podcast explores topics of interest for the spiritually curious. Join me for discussions and special guests on subjects such as past lives, crystal healing, spiritual awakening, ascension, energy healing, and more, all to assist and inspire you along your unique soul's journey. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the show. I have the distinct privilege of introducing you to Julia Balaz. She is a rare galactic astrologer, and that's probably a new term for many of us, but we'll certainly explain. She began seeing clients for deep hypnosis sessions known as QHHT several years ago. These clients, though, often reported past lives in locations that didn't seem to match Earth. So Julia began carefully analyzing nearly 2,000 astrological charts of these clients. Her discoveries have helped countless people with self-discovery and transformation, and she's dedicated to educating us so that we may more easily uncover and integrate our cosmic pasts. Julia, this is just incredible. I have recently just learned about galactic astrology, and it's fascinating. So first of all, thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for having me. And yes, indeed, galactic astrology is a mind-blowing topic. I'm so grateful for the community that is forming around galactic astrology, where people are coming forward, sharing their stories of what they are discovering through using galactic astrology concepts and how it's changing their lives. And every day, you know, when I read these stories, I continue to be in awe of creation and just this magnificent divine intelligence that governs our lives. There's something so special about the time we live in. So thank you for allowing me to share more about this. Oh, absolutely. I'm just really, really thrilled to be able to speak with you about this and I think bring something quite new to our audience. And so that's always very exciting as well. So first of all, if we could rewind a little bit, astrology, it doesn't sound like you were into that always, or perhaps you were. How did you get into this work and this interest? You know, how did that start for you? I can recall that from early childhood, I was always very self-reflective, really living more in a state of being, observing in this just greater expanded awareness, uh, wondering by myself in nature, exploring places. I was always an explorer. So that's the strong Sagittarian kind of signature. And then when I learned how to read, I enjoyed Greek mythology first. Then I had an era of reading the Bible and the Old Testament, especially. And then by the time I got to teenage years, I started exploring astrology, but also other esoteric books, including information on extraterrestrial. There were these magazines in our house that my parents didn't read, but my mom had a friend who worked in a shop that was selling these magazines, and he thought my mom is into this stuff. So he kept giving it to her, but she wasn't interested, but I was reading all this stuff uh, from early age. So astrology was, you know, especially in my teenage years, I became really curious about the deep psychology and why we are the way we are. And uh, certainly then uh, learning about astrology 
was such an amazing validation point to so much of who I was, why I was this way. And then looking at my friends, my family, and my goodness, it's all there. It's all written in stars. Yeah, isn't that incredible? I have found through the years, no matter where we look, whether it's palm reading or past life regression or what you're saying, astrology, numerology, there are so many different modalities out there and they all sort of say the same thing, right? Absolutely. Yes. I see this as a manifestation of the fractal universe where everything is within everything. I mean, even the aerology, like if I had time and a lifetime, I would study aerology. You can look at the eye and and know exactly what's going on inside the entire body. I mean, even, you know, taking a piece of hair, you can find out what's going on in the body. It's fascinating. Fractal universe. It is. It's just, I don't know. It's just mind blowing. All right. So as a teenager, you're very curious. And then a lot of what you do today is stems, I guess, from the regression sessions that you did. Can you talk about what sort of regression uh, sessions you did? Because they were unique, weren't they developed by Dolores Cannon? That's right, yes. So in 2014, in January, I obtained my certificate at level one of the technique taught by Dolores Cannon. And then a few years later, I got my level two certification. So from early 2014, I started seeing people uh, with the intention to assist them to regress into altered state of consciousness where they can access suppressed memories and information that's in their own DNA, within their own body, but also on a soul level, tapping into the Akashic records or soul records, or the best word for it, I believe it's the quantum field. You know, when we regress from our everyday beta brainwave state that is very analytical, logical, very much in the here and now, we go through deeper relaxation, alpha brainwave stage where we start activating more the right part of our brain, seeing more visual uh, imagery, and then going even deeper into theta brainwave state where we feel the timelessness of our consciousness and we can perceive things simultaneously. That's why quantum is such a good word for it because in that state, we're able to perceive past, present, and future simultaneously. But not only that, we can also perceive multiple perspectives at the same time or we can understand a story that relates to our experience from its very beginning, from ends of time to now and into future. It's just fascinating. So I was sitting with my clients for hours, the, the session where they are regressing. It's about three to four hours when they're under and we journey through so many different stories. At the beginning, it was mainly clients that were coming to me that uh, wanted help with figuring out why they're stuck in a certain either emotional pattern or mental pattern or something that kept occurring in their life kind of healing. So they were regressing either to their childhood experiences, but then it started becoming more ancestral stories coming through. And then at some point, and around that time, I was also exploring my awareness and understanding through books, reading about uh, uh, extraterrestrial uh, different channelings, whether Pleiadians or Acturians, uh, Syrians. I started naturally attracting clients that were starting to regress to places in time and space that didn't look like Earth. So I have a theory also observing across the vast community of 
quantum healing hypnosis practitioners. I was a member of a forum that had hundreds upon hundreds of these wonderful individuals sharing their stories with their clients. I do believe that we all have our point of attraction and, you know, this beautiful frequency or the law of when you attract the same frequency, like attract likes. We are not only helping our clients to heal and evolve, but we are also healing, evolving at the same time. So as I was having new questions in my own life, the universe responded through answers coming through my clients. So it was so beautiful to see how there were certain patterns occurring in my client sessions. When I mentioned the word patterns, I realized I'm wired in a way where I'm curious about gathering data and then the repetitive patterns kind of stand out. It's another phenomenon that happens uh, with not just QHD practitioners, but any other healing practitioners where we notice that in one week, you will get multiple clients with the same kind of story coming up. And it really is also about something that you are experiencing yourself. Probably you can comment on that as a Reiki practitioner yourself, right? It's like the validation of the same message that, yeah, actually, this is really important. You really need to pay attention. And uh, this is what it's about. And you get a little more with each next client about the same story. Have you seen that? I completely have seen that. It's interesting you bring that up because I remember just a couple of quick examples. It was every single client that was coming in was so ungrounded. That was a great lesson for me to study more about grounding. How can I help these people? Why is this occurring? You know, that was just one little quick example to share. But yeah, themes. And it does help the practitioner too. I mean, exactly what you're saying, because we become more aware. And because I think we're seekers and we're curious, I think we have that natural tendency then to dive in and, and see more, learn more. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. So you started seeing all these clients and they're describing all of these other worlds. What was it that gave you the idea or how did you then decide to start looking at their charts, their astrological charts? Sure. So bringing astrology back to it, I, I asked every client from the very beginning uh, for their birth details, because I wanted to deepen my understanding of astrology as part of my own growth and research. So after their sessions, after I listened to their entire life story, then uh, observed their entire unconscious and subconscious wiring and how that was reflected in their life, I then took time to look at their astrology and I was looking for information that would validate their story and how things actually uh, connect between astrological alignments and our life experience. And I was just, every day I was in this awe state of just, my goodness, this is just incredible how it's all there, truly. And the beautiful thing that I love about astrology, especially this message is important for people who are not really wired in this kind of scientific explorer kind of mindset where you love to know the data and kind of connecting the dots. There are people who are more in their creative expression and more in just being and, and playfulness. And it doesn't matter about all the details. 
it's true that it doesn't matter because the map is inside us. And, you know, all these clients, they had no idea about astrology. They didn't know why they are the way they are. But even if we don't know, we're still moved by the cycles of the celestial bodies based on what is in our natal chart. So I just want to explain this to a complete novice about astrology or how is it possible that these fears that are so far away from us are influencing us. I have two ways of explaining it, which I actually never shared uh, publicly. I wanted to do a video on this. For someone who understands music, when you're born, the snapshot of what the what was on the sky can be calculated mathematically through the use of astrological techniques and calculations. So when you get your natal birth chart, it shows the snapshot of what's on the sky. If we translate that into music, you would get your sheet with your notes, music, and the sound of your soul expression, the intention that you have for this lifetime. It's exactly what's written on that sheet that you received that is a snapshot of the music, the sound of spheres when you were born. You hold that music as part of who you are for this incarnation. The celestial bodies continue to move and they play different tunes, different uh, sounds, different frequencies. And when they hit certain notes as they transit that resonate with the sheet that you received at your time of birth, you will re become more resonant. You will be like more alive. Something will hit inside you and you'll be like responding to the frequency that is coming through the spheres, pressing on certain mathematical and geometrical locations. If they play music that is out of alignment or kind of in discord, musically speaking, with what you have on your sheet, you feel tension, you feel unease. There's something not right because there is like, uh, you know, square opposing alignments if we speak astrologically. But if the planets then move and play again in harmony with your sheet, everything goes smoothly in your life. Life is great. You have creative inspirations and all that. So it's like that. Or we could use a metaphor of color of art you receive certain color uh, hues when the spheres transit with these colors in alignment with them everything is great but when they transit in a way where more brown or darker or gray shades come in through alignments then the you don't see clearly the you know, things are just not so well wow i really love the musical explanation I love that. I think that's so helpful. And you know what I thought about as you were describing that is I hear so much from people how they feel out of whack, you know, energetically, or they'll have times when they feel really great, like what you're saying. And then they have other times where they feel chaotic, they, you know, and they, they want to know what's going on. And so listening to what you're saying, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's that thing that they ate or, you know, the conversation that maybe didn't go well, that there are these other forces that we might not have ever considered. And that is really astrology. And then we're taking that to a whole nother level with this galactic astrology. And so can you explain what is the difference between the two? Sure. So first of all, I want to highlight that the astrology can offer clarity, it can offer guidance. So if you come to someone who is passionate about studying the nitty-gritty, they can really 
look at your chart, look at the transits and tell you you're feeling off because this planet is transiting this area of your life and you need to look at this particular thing in order to resolve it so that then when the transit moves and then returns again to the same point a few years later, you don't have to feel this way again. Astrology can really help us continue to evolve in a more smooth way. I always say, you know, for people who would think, is everything predestined and preset? What about free will? With astrology, with the imprint that you receive at your point of entry into the physical reality, it's like a map that you receive with point A, where you were born, and point B, your arrival destination, your highest potential that you can reach. But the map is wide open and it's up to you. The free will is about what road you will take to arrive there. There will be certain milestones that you cannot miss. You absolutely have planned to experience them, but you can either arrive there with a lot of struggle when you kind of go against the current of the celestial bodies teaching you, evolving you, or you will go and it'll be beautiful and full of blessings because you're going with alignment. You are evolving in a kind of joyful, uh, graceful experience. That's the part of it. And that's why astrology can be so wonderful to help people actually have a much smoother journey. So I highly recommend astrological uh, guidance. The difference between the traditional astrology, which focuses more on delineating the influence of the celestial bodies within our own solar system, and then the galactic astrology, we've taken it further to deeper space to look at the stars, but not only that, but also black holes or nebulas that are relevant to an individual because they really are expanding our consciousness to a whole new level. So we are looking, looking at all that. I just want to mention that in ancient uh, astrology, astrologers were considering the stars as well, and also Vedic astrology. There are, you know, astrology considers the stars as such. However, from the back in the day, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, when they were looking at the stars, the tone of translating their energy is quite negative and I would say out of date to our current day experience. I believe that as we are evolving, the whole universe is evolving because again, we are returning to that fractal universe experience. So I am happy to see that there is a growing number of astrologers that, that are, who are becoming passionate about tuning into the frequency of stars from the present point of view. What is it like now? And I have to say the frequency is so much more expanded positive, supportive, loving. There is a lot of magical support that is coming through to us from the sky through so many alignments. So it's beautiful to see. Yeah. So I've had a chart done for myself, you know, just a regular astrology chart. And I would say, you know, I thought it was interesting, you know, kind of thing. And then a friend of mine who's a student of yours, she did a little reading for me, but galactic astrology. And I have to say, wow. So I think just from my perspective, I would tell our audience that if you have felt before like you're missing something here on earth, you know, that maybe you don't fit in. Uh, and I'm sure you can list a lot of different things here, uh, Julia. But from my perspective, galactic astrology allows us to know ourselves more completely, more spiritually, I would say, whereas my other chart, my just 
astrological chart was more about this lifetime and my certain traits and tendencies that I have uh, currently. But galactically, I mean, doesn't this tell us if we have had lifetimes on other planets or stars or, I mean, it's a little bit mind-blowing when we think about it. So can you explain a little bit about that? Thank you for sharing that. And so nice to hear your testimony. Yes, that's actually one more big difference between the traditional astrology that was considering the stars, but more from an earthly experience, whereas the galactic astrology that, that I'm teaching or that we are developing as a collective is strongly considering, acknowledging, and integrating the, the idea that as a soul, our journey is eternal and we have lived in other star systems too. And this is something that has been shown to me over and over through the regression hypnosis that I facilitated for, for so many years, where the person would regress and, you know, we said, go to the most appropriate time and place for you to find answers and healing that you're looking for. And suddenly they would find themselves on a planet that had completely different conditions that we would see on earth in terms of different color sky, different colors on the earth, different flora and fauna, and but they themselves, their own bodies. In most cases, they saw themselves and felt themselves as light beings, as orbs of light. And they were aware of other orbs of light. And there was deep emotional connection, deep love between them and the others. And they had a perspective that was individual yet collective at the same time. They knew everything that was going on in the collective mind, but also had individual personality or signature as a soul that was, I would say, of higher density or higher dimension, as we say. So repeatedly, the many stories that I've witnessed, and it was always so emotional, so healing, and so full of hope that something that we're participating in something much, much bigger, like a project of a, on a grand scale. The story that the uh, clients were uh, experiencing is that while they were experiencing the beautiful unity consciousness, no polarity issues, no dense emotions, everyone, everything was loving and compassionate and joyful in harmony with creation. They became aware at one point as a collective that there is a planet in this galaxy that is going to go through this rapid ascension process where the frequency needs to be accelerated exponentially in a short period of time, several hundreds of years. Maybe, you know, depends where, where we uh, draw the line, could span to 2,000 years, even longer. And in order for that to happen, we need a lot of light beings to come here to bring higher frequency so that we can lift the planet because it was dense. It was going through its own cycle of descension and ascension, like everything in universe. So there was the awareness of thousands, I want to say millions, billions, in fact, souls that started being ushered in from all over the universe to incarnate on Earth at this very special time. Even if you look at the statistics of population, human population, just when I was growing up in school, we had four or five billion, if I remember correctly, maybe six tops, but suddenly in a span of 20 decades, we have extra two billion souls on Earth, more than that. So just think of all the excitement. So yeah, there was 
a lot of that and um, a lot of, you know, whenever clients experience that in the regression, they started crying. First of all, they recognize that they are home somewhere out there you know, here on earth, that they are connected to beautiful beings that are highly intelligent and highly compassionate, that they were always watching over them, that they were never disconnected, even in all those moments in human body that perceives everything as separate. You know, they realize that throughout their life, they were guided and supported. So there's a lot of healing there, a reconnection, and then this determination to just focus on raising your personal frequency, bringing more love, bringing more joy, bringing more unity kind of consciousness on earth so that the whole society, the whole planet uh, can transform towards something much more beautiful. It all just seems to go together. You know, that is what is so striking to me, being here on earth, seeing clients, teaching students, talking to people. So many of us have felt like there's more, more to being here. And, you know, in recent years with this shift happening, this lightening of vibration, a lot of us, I think, have felt like, aha, here we go. But to then be able to receive information about our actual cosmic histories as souls, I think that that is so empowering. And so what can our listeners sort of grab onto? Do we see different trends? I mean, where are we from? <laughs> and first of all, I would also like to know, not everybody on earth is from the stars, or I guess the proper term is starseed, is it not? Yes. I may be biased, but I believe based on my experience over the many years and now seeing it from even bigger picture when the community is growing and I'm also hearing other people's uh, stories and experiences, I believe that we are all connected to stars in one way or another. One way through our soul records, we come from different star system and incarnate on earth at a very particular time when they're the star system is in some alignment with certain planets so that the connection can remain intact through kind of quantum entanglement. So either through our soul records or through our human DNA, it is known even by scientists now that we, our human DNA contains multiple different extraterrestrial species. There's been a long ongoing study for, I believe, over 13 years that um, confirmed or validated that our DNA has information encoded in it that cannot possibly be explained by natural evolution, that there has been extraterrestrial tinkering. And if we look at the ancient sites all over the globe, we see references to extraterrestrial beings in every culture. So, and then looking at the galactic astrology, which when we know where to look for, we can see even physical DNA lineage of certain extraterrestrial species coming through the astrological chart. So we see how far back we go when we connect to deep ancestors. So I believe in one way or another, we are all connected to stars. And, you know, I don't want to glorify the stars and forget that Earth is the most important planet, the gem of, of this universe, the jewel that everyone wants to be on right now. Like, I believe it's about stars descending to earth, bringing higher frequencies, bringing heaven to earth into physical reality and remembering the stories of 
polarity and all kinds of experiences between different races across the universe. I mean, what we are experiencing on Earth over millennia, it's a reflection, a fractal of what has been going on in other star system. There are star systems and planets and uh, soul experiences that are high, of higher density, where it's beyond polarity and everything is nice and tandy and beautiful. It feels like heaven. But there are also uh, lower density and you know physical experiences in other star systems and planets where there have been all kinds of evolutionary stories. And what I'm seeing, what I perceive through through what we see through galactic astrology and tapping into soul records is that we are not only assisting Earth to ascend into higher density, but also and and helping our human DNA to upgrade and accelerate its evolution so that we can uh, perceive from a more unified perspective and have access to what is our heritage. But also we are helping to heal the whole cosmos. I wholeheartedly believe that. I believe that the ancient stories from other star systems that are becoming triggered now through human experience in our minds, whether through regression, through deep meditations, through plant medicine, people have these spontaneous recalls of wars happening in Orion, wars happening in Lyra, different places that have been like echoing across time and space and we were reliving them over and over. But I believe now we are in time where we are meant to live the emotion once again and thanks to our higher uh, understanding and evolved state of being, we bring divine compassion, divine grace of healing, acceptance and resolution into the soul records of the whole cosmos and start healing it and bring peace and just say, okay, we're done with learning through wars, learning through suffering. We have learned all we could possibly learn about that. It's now in our collective records. Let's upgrade to the next level so i really believe that there's something much much bigger happening and that's why so many eyes and ears are on our solar system right now and just so much accelerated evolutionary thinking is going on with so many people does that resonate oh it it totally does and i have shared before that when i was a child i think i was about seven and I have this distinct memory of being in my bedroom. And all of a sudden, I had this knowing that was so clear. And it was like I was so lucky that this lifetime, I was going to be able to witness incredible, incredible transformation. And at seven, I didn't get it. But I will never forget that. And I had an excitement about being here. And being a witness and being a part of something that I felt was going to be completely like never before. It was something that would be unprecedented. I sort of forgot that memory. And then probably around 2016, 17, that came back to me. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. Things are really speeding up now. Uh, that's when I started to feel it myself. You had multiple goosebumps as you said that. That's that's amazing. What a blessing. I'm so thrilled to be here. You had said that Earth is the place to be right now. And oh, I just so agree with you. I think that there are a lot of spiritual people who don't want to be here anymore. They're like, oh, I'm like so done with Earth and, you know, uh, I never want to come back or whatever. And it makes me kind of sad because 
I really feel like this is it right here. Hi, it's Andrea. When I discover something that works for me, I really want to tell others about it. And after researching, I found Healthy Line mats back in 2018. I still love both my mats, and I have a sweet deal if you decide that you want to try them out. Healthy Line's innovative PEMF and far infrared mats are a game changer for our self-care. Picture this, natural gemstone heat therapy, incorporating five therapies in one mat, PEMF, heat, far infrared, negative ion, and photon light, all working in harmony to rejuvenate your body from the inside out. Plus, they have an array of products in various sizes for targeted benefits and budgets. Revolutionize how you take care of yourself and your family. If you still aren't sure, how about this? Take up to 90 days to ensure your satisfaction, risk-free. Join the ranks of over half a million satisfied customers who have experienced the Healthy Line difference. And here's that sweet deal. Save 10% and get free shipping in the continental U.S. when you check out and enter a special code. Here it is, MREIKI10S. That's M-R-E-I-K-I-1-0-S. Your wellness journey begins now. Inspired by nature, perfected by science. Because you don't do regressions uh, and see clients anymore, you're really still researching and learning about all of this. Is that correct? Once I started uh, collecting enough data and started getting really excited about the fact that our astrology doesn't only speak about our current life experience, but also reveals our galactic journey. That's where the fixed stars uh, came to place and the galactic center and beyond. I then started focusing on sharing that information with my clients and they, the, the feedback was so amazing and the experiences they had in terms of transformation and expansion of their consciousness that they started asking me to, to teach them that they wanted to know more. So I started putting courses together. They're now out and the, the amount of interest is just phenomenal. There is so many people that are really hungry for this information and who are passionate about studying this and even more passionate about then sharing it with others to help others experience this expansion and transformation. And the usual feedback is that people feel like they receive the missing puzzle pieces to their life and everything just feels so much uplifted. There are many people who experience either psychics or somehow feeling that they are connected to certain star race of beings, but there is always element of doubt. But once they see it in their astrology, in their chart, black and white, they cannot not see it. It's there as the solid proof that's the magic and the transformation that occurs. It's like they can let go of the doubt and actually integrate fully who they came here to be. They suddenly, you know, their auric field expands. It shines brighter. They have greater impact on others in terms of raising frequency. It's just so amazing. And then the, the, what I call magical synchronicity start happening where life shows them, yes, come this way, follow this path, it's for you, which is really, really beautiful. So we've created this website that people can access for free called galacticastrochart.com. People can put in their birth details and see what stars 
were aligned at the time of their birth. And I have to say, it's just a fraction of the sky, you know, the most common stars that we selected that are available. And then they can either go on a journey of self-discovery, uh, researching the freely available information that's online about many different races that they will see or the, the stars in their chart. Or ideally, they book a reading with our certified practitioners. We have so many now. They all bring their own flavor to it. They all have multiple modalities under their belts. It's just everything coming beautifully together. They can kind of take you on a fast track of uh, finding the most relevant information for you at this time. Or you take a course as a practitioner where you learn all these at depth. It takes a long time. Well, it depends. If you're completely newbie, it could take a year, even longer, to go through it before you feel ready to offer this as a service. Or if you have some understanding of astrology or soul reading, we're also tuning intuitively into soul records, then it could take as fast as two months or so to become certified. So practitioners are all listed on the website, uh, galacticastrology.com. And yeah, we continue to share information uh, as much as we can, more videos are coming, more information is going to continue to come true. Um, there's just so much, you know, and as a person, I had to make a decision to say no to one-on-one sessions because it, it is very time consuming. It would take a whole day to invest into someone to have a really comprehensive uh, galactic astrology soul reading session. So I had to reserve time to hold space for the community that's growing. There's a lot of back and forth with conversations, but also continuously create content that satisfied this collective need uh, for knowing more about all this. So. One hallmark of recent times is this hunger that people have to know who they are, what their purpose is, why they're here. I think that that has just grown so i'm going to say loudly from a collective standpoint but uh who doesn't want to know more about who they are for one thing but then if you couple that with some of the feelings that people have had about feeling homesick like they don't belong here or you know they're in a family and they're the black sheep you know they just don't fit in with their family this sort of information that can come through galactic astrology, as you said, can really fill in those gaps for them and take the doubt and the questioning away. And then finally, they're on some solid footing and then can look ahead instead of, you know, sort of circling around in that uncertainty and not having confidence in who they are. So really, it's very much about empowerment, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I have to also highlight the the journey or kind of the stages that people go through as they look at their galactic astrology chart for the first time. The first, it's, very, it's overwhelming because there is a lot, especially in our free calculator, we included a lot of stars. So you will be shocked to see that you have multiple different star systems that are being repeated throughout the chart that kind of stand out for you, then you really want to know what everything means and you're frustrated that you can't either, you know, for whatever reasons. So it takes some time before you start getting the answers, whether it's your own research or you book a session or you take the course, but still, you know, it's forever peeling the layers of your soul history. So I just want to always highlight that it's important for you to 
accept that it's a long journey and it's okay to not know it all. Just trust that your higher self is always watching over you and revealing to you exactly what you need at any given time. Because if we knew all these things, there is a reason why we are forgetting uh, here on earth in the physical, because we are meant to focus on this reality and on this identity to create in this earthly matrix uh, to help changing the system. If we knew all that we are um, from the galactic and cosmic perspective, it would be so destructive. Like our brains are not wired that way just yet. So you have to go through spiritual evolution first, where you heal the shadow side, you address the traumas, you clear them, you bring light, you awaken the light and love frequency inside you so that it can hold strongly in the anchor of love and light, whatever information will come at you from you know, infinite sources. And especially now in today's age, we are bombarded by so much information. So finding your center is the most important thing. Then there is a stage where it all becomes quite overwhelming, the amount of data about the extraterrestrial topics and different voices, different frequencies, you know. It's, it's like a journey where you're learning discernment and sifting through what is irrelevant for you personally as a soul and what is relevant. So you keep what resonates and let go of what doesn't. And then later on, at some point, you get to a moment where you realize all these are also just labels, also just fractals that in the grander scale of things not, don't matter. And you, you start releasing your need to be attached to the galactic astrology or cosmic story. You become more just in the being of emanating love and light, just presence, just awareness. The left brain starts kind of diminishing and you just are and you're present for those who need it. You let universe work through you and that's really the ultimate where we're heading. So even this galactic astrology, and I feel it really strongly, especially in the last few weeks, it, it really is just a passing point in a river, but we are even so much more, we, we head towards greater simplicity and just beingness at the end of that journey. Yeah, because I had noticed for a while, I was seeing a lot of people out world, I guess, uh, reading things, hearing them. They were communicating in a way that they were very attached to their identity. So, oh, I'm a starseed and I'm from this planet or whatever. And it was interesting to me because as I was seeing that repeated, uh, the term self-rarification came to my mind, you know, and that, you know, we're just humans, you know, we do that because we yearn to know about ourselves and then we do and then we really identify with that and we latch onto that. But then, yeah, I think naturally with just our evolution, we can then relax and we move through that just exactly what you're saying. And then the labels don't really matter anymore. I think that is just a natural progression because we go from wondering and doubting and questioning. We need to have something solid and then we can let it go. Isn't that interesting? Because it seems to mirror nature, cycles in nature, you know, even breath, you know, you take in the breath, hold the breath, release the breath. Everything is just in this rhythm. So the stages that you outlined seem to just go right along with that. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Yes, the cycle. I just want to say in terms of attaching to the label of the galactic identity, it's very helpful for people who, who feel really vulnerable 
in their human experience. They identify with who they became as a result of their family upbringing, their close society conditioning, and suddenly realizing they are more than that, the galactic, they grab onto that and it brings them into higher frequency of their being. So it's really helpful for that place and time. And that will feed them and keep raising them a little bit higher each time until eventually they go even higher when they release even that. You know, so it's like a stepping stone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, that term leading edge, if we're always on that leading edge, we always need to keep stepping forward. And so there's always movement. There's always progression. You know, if we're open to that, of course, you know, but everything evolves. Not, nothing's left out. Everything evolves. I'm wondering if you could give us some examples of common types of connections that people might have. Where are all these souls? Where's the history? A lot of it. Can you share some of that, maybe some of the characteristics of the different types? There were multiple star races involved with earthly evolution for a very long time, for thousands upon thousands of years. And from what we remember through the soul records and through memory recalls of individuals that are currently walking this earth, mainly the stories go back to the Atlantean era. And many go even beyond that to the Lemurian era. And few go even before that, especially in the regression sessions. I've had many clients who would regress to Earth when there were no humans yet. They came here as extraterrestrial beings that were like genetists that were observing the biosphere. They were working with the flora and fauna. They were working with Earth as a planet. So the extraterrestrial beings were coming and going for a very long time and for many different star systems. There are many different kinds. So there's many. In terms of what we see in our galactic astrology charts, some of the most common ones that people will see, they'll see a lot of Orion stars, they'll see Pleiades, they'll see Lyra, Arcturus, Sirius, all these. And if you have these in your chart, it's very likely that you have walked this earth as a soul also in the Atlantean time. Because if we look at the procession cycles, astrologically speaking, we are now uh, at the time of human history where we are finishing what was started in the Atlantean time 12, 13,000 years ago. And we see that a lot in the soul records and in regression sessions that people recall what they did, the choices they made in the Atlantean time. And now they're back here connecting with the same souls that were present at that time, kind of bringing resolution to unfinished business, to choices that they've made that were maybe more from a selfish point of view. Now we are given like a second chance to choose higher, choose love, choose unity, choose well-being of all. So it's really interesting to see. So you'll see Palladians, Alpha Centaurians, Syrians, Arcturians, all these stars will be in your chart. And you will likely be kind of drawn to the history of those ancient uh, civilizations. There is another star in the chart, Alphard uh, in Hydra or Hydra constellation. That uh, people who have that in their chart, they are very drawn to the story of uh, suppressed feminine. Uh, they would have lifetime recalls where they wear holders as female of the great wisdom. They were the healers, the seers, 
psychic shamans, but they were or white witches, and they were prosecuted. And now in this lifetime, they're healing that wound and reclaiming divine feminine, standing in her wisdom and strength in support of the collective, releasing the wounds and just being healed and whole again. We have another star there that connects to Origa Capella, uh, Capella star in Origa constellation. And people who have that in their chart, they usually regress to or have memories or are drawn to South American culture, Central and South America culture, and the Inca, Mayan, Aztec, all that they would recall uh, those kind of lifetimes. So it's all there. And it's just fascinating how one validates the other. You either remember it first, and then you see it in your chart, or you see it in your chart, and then it starts coming through, often even through dream state. And especially now we live in times when we have Saturn and Neptune in sign of Pisces, which is all about uh, recalling past lives, memories. So it's very, it's much easier for people now to start connecting to whatever needs to be known and integrated and resolved and upgraded to higher frequency. So it's all there. Wow, that's really fascinating. So here's a question. These places that you have just listed, these stars, are there beings still there or not? I believe so, yes. Uh, from the experiences that people have connecting in real time through consciousness. I remember for us to connect with beings that are or that are of higher frequency, we need to meet them at least halfway. We need to raise our own frequency in order for the connection to occur. It's very, very difficult for them to communicate with us when we are in better brainwave frequency every day, analytic, logical, and most of all, in an emotion of either fear, survival, hatred, sadness. Like It's a very dense frequency for them to connect to or to reach to. That's why I think the message globally has been repeated so many times for us to keep raising our frequency because it's then much easier for us to perceive these higher densities that are emanating frequency of love and joy and wisdom. So yeah, they, they are absolutely in higher densities, but also in physical form. There's a hierarchy in terms of how advanced the consciousness is with different extraterrestrial races. And the thing is that with our brain, when we tap into theta brainwave frequency or even gamma that only monks in monasteries are trained in reaching, although more and more people now are, are reaching this frequency through different breath work, deep meditation, you know, our, our consciousness is able to perceive past, present and future when we are in that brainwave state. So what we are seeing as a collective of galactic astrology practitioners is that every star system we can tap into their past, present, or future timeline so we can see how their civilization was evolving from lower densities, wars, polarity, then healing that, overcoming that, becoming highly advanced spiritually and technologically, and eventually having to develop light bodies. Or uh, even before they get to light bodies, they have bodies that, that have a lifespan of over a thousand human years and longer. So. There is just so much there. I know, it's so mind-blowing. Just absolutely fascinating. I guess I want to ask you about, some people would say, well, why don't we see them? If we look out there, why don't we see them? I have sort of an answer, but uh, I'll ask you. Go ahead. 
Yeah, exactly why I just said that. It depends on our level of consciousness. They have been on earth and on the sky the whole time. And there are people that are able to see it, see them. There are witnesses of UFO in every decade that we have. And they were dismissed by others who are in lower density consciousness, who are not able to perceive them. One of the clients that came to see me, he flew over from Switzerland. You know, when I used to do regression sessions, he happened to be a son of uh, a father who was a Royal Air Force employed military person. And they traveled around the world as a child. He, he didn't really have roots. So he came to heal certain things. But he said when his father was dying, he told him that he wasn't just a pilot. He was actually working for faction of government that was working with extraterrestrial beings and that the sky is full of them and that, you know, he used to question everything. So, you know, I've seen these stories out there from so many different whistleblowers, but this was a person in my direct experience who directly experienced information bomb drop from his own father uh, like that. So if you continue raising your frequency, as I said, if you deal with your own trauma, if you take ownership and responsibility for your emotional state, for the way you perceive the world and start heading towards a more harmonious way of being and seeing things, then it will become easier for you to perceive them, to perceive the spaceships and to perceive also higher dimensional beings, even in our own nature, in, term, in terms of elementals and all kinds of other beings that live here in fourth density. If we are considered to be third density, they live in a fourth density. And our brains are able to perceive it, but love is the key. Yes. Sort of my analogy with all of that is the spectrum of light, because there's visible light, and it's just a tiny fraction. But we know x-rays are on there, all this electromagnetic radiation, it is there. We just can't see it with our eyes. So to me, that's kind of a similar way to look at it because that's just frequency as well. We just don't have the capacity physically to see those things. But yeah, it's all about raising the vibration. Wow. What else would you like to share? Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the audience before before we have to go? Yeah, I would also like to say the importance, again, of not um, glorifying or looking for something out there to save us or to help us or to teach us. I, you know, the message that kept coming through the sessions from the people's own higher selves, their own divine wisdom over and over was to let us know that the, the map is inside us. If we just follow our heart, follow our own body's intelligence, we will start accelerating our path of evolution and more and more will be revealed to us. Once we start being hungry and have questions, the answers will start coming. But it's important that to develop the kind of letting the answers to come from within your own being because there's so much out there of all kinds of frequencies. Focus on developing your discernment. One of my very first courses that I wrote as a result of QHG session was connect to your own higher self. I think it's so important as well with galactic astrology or astrology to really figure out how is your divine intelligence communicating to you. Because with some of us, it's more visual, for others, more auditory. But for many people, it's what, I, what is known as claircognizance, where you just have a knowing. 
So let that be enough. Uh, you know, many people are frustrated with working with their intuition because they don't see things or hear things as some others do, because that's their strongest extrasensory perception. But yours perhaps is clear cognizance where you just know things. So if you allow that to be good enough, then the higher self will start com- giving you more and more because you're not paying attention and you are receiving what's coming through the knowing. I think that's such such an important part. If something feels right, say yes, it's for you. If something feels off, just say no and don't distract yourself any further. Just go with the resonance of your own being. Yes, just move to the next, move on. Well, this has just been enlightening, Julia. And I have so many other questions now, but yeah, we'll put links in the show notes uh, for the podcast and on the YouTube channel, of course, in the description so that they can find out more about you and they can find out more about your classes as well. But I just want to thank you so much again for being here. Thank you, Andrea. I just want to say one more important thing. For people who will start considering booking a session with one of the practitioners, whether people from uh, my own community who studied with me and who shared this amazing frequency or other astrologers out there, there are so many people out there. And again, it's important to pay attention to what is your heart telling you. Usually what I've experienced with my own clients, when they came to me and they said they felt so excited, so elevated when they looked into my direction and they 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 just felt so high by the idea of having their session with me. Their sessions were always the most profound. So I want you to look for that frequency in your own being. When you start reviewing different faces, different websites, is your energy field expanding, your heart opening up and like you're drawing in the energy of that person and say, yes, that's your practitioner that will give you an amazing experience. But if you're just, if you're looking at a person or their website and you just feel flat, yeah, they may have quite impressive information there, but you feel nothing, then it's not the practitioner for you. You will have an experience, but it'll be like, yeah, it was interesting, but it didn't really sink into, it didn't touch your soul. So just follow your excitement when you're picking a practitioner. Yeah, I love that advice. And that's good for everything else in life too, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, beautiful. Thank you so much, Julia. Uh, what, What a joy. Thank you for being with us. Before we wrap up, remember to visit HealthyLine.com to select the mat with the mixture of crystals and therapies just right for you. Receive your discount and limited free shipping when you use special code MREIKI10S. That's M-R-E-I-K-I-1-0-S. Thank you for listening. And you can check the show notes or visit the website beyondthereikigateway.com to find out more about the podcast and connect with me. Please keep in mind that views and opinions expressed in the show don't necessarily reflect those of the podcast or anyone affiliated with its production or advertising. This program is presented for your entertainment only, and all information provided is to be utilized at the listener's own discretion. I, along with the BTRG team, hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making it for you. Wishing you highest blessings until we meet again beyond the Reiki Gateway.